is up. It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe. It is Wednesday, September 8th. Officially here, baby. Week 1 rankings. Now, this is the initial Week 1 rankings. Remember, rankings do change over the course of the week. But we have an initial batch for you up over at FTNFantasy.com. Promo code RATPACK. Of course, you can also get my projections over there along with all of our great tools. So go check that out. Here's the objective today. We're going to roll through who we should be starting, who's in, who's out. So that means 12 quarterbacks, 12 tight ends, 24 running backs. I'll give you some guys who are close. And then 36 wide receivers. Why? Well, that breaks down to RB1, RB2, wide receiver 1, wide receiver 2, wide receiver 3. I'll give you some of the guys who are in flex territory as well. But it really comes down to the name of the game, make the smartest start-sit decisions possible. I often say this is the time of year where we switch. We are in high gear during fantasy football drafts. Aggressive. Over the speed limit. You know, just grip and rip. Now we transition to being very conservative and trying to make the smartest possible decisions. If you try and overthink this, you're probably going to get it wrong. Don't worry about what your opponent has because your objective doesn't matter. You know, your opponent could be starting any quarterback in the world. It doesn't matter. Your objective is still the same to score the most points. So make the smartest possible start-sit decision. So let's dive into quarterback here. It's pretty easy. I really didn't change much of my uh, season-long quarterback rankings into week one because we don't really have much in terms of data points. So at number one, I do have Patrick Mahomes here. I'll roll through the top five very quickly. Mahomes, Murray, Jackson, Allen, Prescott. You should not be in a in a situation outside of maybe a dynasty league where you have to decide between two of those. If you are in a situation where you have to decide between two of those, you have bigger problems than who you're starting at quarterback, all right? Mahomes, yeah. Murray, yeah. Okay, moved Allen down just slightly against that pass rush. I'm still pretty bullish on Dak Prescott. People have asked me already, like Dak Prescott or Tom Brady. I mean, I get it that it's close, but do you really have both of those guys? Come on. You know, we shouldn't have two top 10 guys, really, unless I get for two quarterback, but you're starting them both anyway. So that's the top five, keeping it simple. At six, Russell Wilson. I'm excited to see what that offense looks like. Should be pretty exciting uh, in general. That's what we've heard so far this offseason. Then Tom Brady at seven. It is a favorable matchup. I do expect an explosive start to the season here for Brady and the Bucks. Aaron Rodgers at eight. Uh, he slides in there and, you know, hey, Rodgers coming off the MVP year, starting another year where... I mean, we we could certainly say in some ways he wants to give the Packers the finger. Yes, he is on the Packers, but let's say the Packers higher ups. <laughs> and one way to do that is to get off to a hot start against the Saints. Uh, Ryan Tannehill at nine, which is basically, that's exactly where I ranked him heading into the season. I do like Jalen Hurts just a tick more, so I had him at 12 heading into the season. I moved him up to 10 in this matchup against the Falcons, favorable matchup. Justin Herbert, however, I did slide down to 11. I'm not overthinking Justin Herbert. I'm not starting somebody like Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan over him because I drafted Justin Herbert to be my starter, but he is facing Washington. So let's just keep that in mind. And then finally, Matt, Matty Stafford rounds out the top 12. Just on the outside looking in, like I said, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, uh, Baker Mayfield, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the top streamer of the week who likely isn't rostered, 
but could be a starter this week is Sam Darnold, but I only have him at 19. Again, you're not starting Sam Darnold over Justin Herbert or anything like that. So let's get over to running back. And again, it's very similar at the top here. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara. It's pretty simple, straightforward with those guys. Set and forget, rinse and repeat. Please don't get hurt, boys. Knock wood. Johnny Taylor up at five. I like him to hit the ground running, and looks like everything's good to go there for that offense. So much ado about nothing. Aaron Jones, so unappreciated at uh, six for me. And yes, A.J. Dillon is there, but he's not going to take the workload off of, uh, of Jones' plate that... Jamal Williams did, at least in the passing game. I don't think so. I'd be really surprised to see him used in that way. Uh, Joe Mixon at seven. Yes, Joe Mixon at seven. I kind of like everybody in that game. (laughs) Should be a high scorer. Uh, Nick Chubb at eight. The only problem with Chubb isn't Chubb. It's Kareem Hunt, unfortunately. And how about this one? At nine, Saquon Barkley. Let's not overthink this one. Saquon is a starter. He needs to be a starter. Even... 15 touches of Saquon is still going to be pretty good. Ezekiel Elliott in a tough matchup moved him down just slightly here to 10. It's a very tough matchup, but you're still starting him. Najee Harris at 11. Oh, I like Najee Harris this week. I really do. Lots of volume there. And lots of volume for Antonio Gibson at 12. Austin Eckler slides in at 13. My one question is how much is he used in the run game? We'll get that answer this weekend for sure. James Robinson at 14. I am wary of the coaching staff kind of screwing things up for us, but man, it's Houston. Clyde Edwards-Alaire should be good to go. He comes in at 15. Chris Carson at 16. Miles Sanders with a little bit of a reduced workload in the passing game. At 17, David Montgomery in a tough matchup at 18. Mike Davis at 19. Mike Davis should see enough work to be an RB2. has very little competition for touches. DeAndre Swift, be careful. At 20, he is going to play, though. Raheem Mostert's good to go in that offense, can produce big time at 21. Daryl Henderson at 22. Until Sony Michelle gets up to speed, Henderson actually is an RB2, but that's only until Sony gets up to speed. Josh Jacobs at 23 is going to see plenty of work in this one. And then Miles Garrett rounding out the top 24 for now. I'm not bullish on him, though. Just on the outside looking in, Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, Gus Edwards. I'm not bullish on Gus Edwards, and it has nothing to do with Le'Veon Bell, who's on the practice squad. Uh, Chase Edmonds, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, those guys are all in this range. Trey Sermon as well, along with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Not necessarily all in that order, but they're all flex-worthy guys. Remember, if you have any questions on any of this stuff, you can go to ftnfantasy.com for clarity on my rankings. So that gets us up through the running backs. We're going to do 36 wide receivers, and we'll do tight end. Yay. But uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will dive into wide receivers here. Week one fantasy football, baby. I'm so fired up. All right, that's after the break. Don't overthink it. I think that's the number one thing. Don't overreact. Don't over anything. Don't overindulge on Sunday. Not don't not too many IPAs, all right? Don't overthink it. Don't overreact. When it comes to start-sit decisions, especially at the top, don't overthink it. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. I have Calvin Ridley at three. I, he may be shadowed by Darius Slay. I don't care. There's going to be plenty of volume there. Same thing for DeAndre Hopkins, plenty of volume. A.J. Brown, I love the way he plays football. I have him at five. Stephon Diggs at six. 
You're starting all of these guys. doesn't matter where I'm ranking them. You're starting all of them. Justin Jefferson at 7. I love everybody in that game. DK Metcalf at 8. Mick Scorin at 9. I am so excited to see what Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like in that offense. Keenan Allen at 10. Mike Evans at 11. And then Robert Woods at 12. Pretty bullish on Robert Woods this week. Again, it's another one I'm excited to see what Matty Stafford looks like in that offense. How about this? Julio Jones at 13. Healthy Julio Jones. Not hurt Julio. Hurt Julio, different story. Healthy Julio? I'm okay with that. The reason why I was lower on him in rankings is because of hurt Julio, not because of healthy Julio. Healthy Julio is fun. Healthy Julio is definitely fun. Uh, You know what isn't fun? Injuries. (laughs) I say it all the time. It is the worst part of football. As a whole. And we're waiting to see, as of when I'm recording this, I, I don't actually have... Oh, actually, I do have it. Okay, good. Chris Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin was a midweek downgrade, was limited with a quad injury yesterday. He got a full practice in today. So there you go. Crisis averted. Chris Godwin at 14. See, the news comes in right as I'm recording. Live breaking news. DJ Moore at 15. Talk about excited. I'm also excited to see what that Carolina offense looks like. C.D. Lamb. Tough matchup for this passing game. No doubt about it. You got to go up against the Super Bowl champ, and the defense was a big part of that. But the best matchup does go to C.D. Uh, If I'm going to have a matchup, I want it out of the slot there. And while he will move around the formation, he's going to be in the slot the most out of the three receivers, so C.D. gets the advantage. Still only wide receiver 16, though. Tyler Lockett at 17. Allen Robinson, big downgrade this week, down to 18 against, well, you could see a lot of Jalen Ramsey. I'm not convinced it's a full shadow, but we should see Jalen Ramsey travel a little bit here with Allen Robinson in this contest. Brandon Ayuk at 19. He's good to go. Adam Thielen, as I mentioned, I love everybody in that game at 20. Cooper Cup at 21. By the way, so CeeDee Lamb, 16, Amari Cooper, 22, and then I actually do have Michael Gallup on the outside looking in at 44. Deontay Johnson at 23, and here's your Pittsburgh receivers just to do them all together. Deontay Johnson at 23, you knew he was the preferred option anyway. Chase Claypool at 29, 31 for Juju. These guys are going to go as Ben Roethlisberger goes. If Big Ben comes out and he's slinging, that could be freaking awesome. If Big Ben comes out and he looks like Phillip Rivers in 2020, that's not going to be good. Well, especially for Claypool, it could be all right for Juju and reasonably okay for Deontay Johnson. T. Higgins at 24. Let's do these guys too, the Cincinnati guys. T. Higgins at 24. Tyler Boyd at 25. Jamar Chase at 33. So they're all startable. Jamar Chase is decidedly the third option after the preseason, but he still has a high ceiling, so I think he is worth the risk. How about this one? Devontae Smith, 26. Oh, yes, 26. Odell Beckham at 27. Debo at 28. Uh, And then I have Claypool there. I have uh, Robbie Anderson at 30 in between them. I'm bullish on Robbie Anderson. Again, I'm excited about that offense. 32 Antonio Brown. I already mentioned 31 and 33. So 34, 35. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. I literally could rank them either one. It doesn't matter to me. You're probably not in a situation where you have to start one or the other two. I, I, I like them both as back end, like sort of upside wide receiver three types, and they certainly have higher ceilings than that. Brandon Cooks rounds out the top 36 here. He is startable with Terod Taylor under center. I don't love it, but he is startable. 
Guys right on the outside looking in, I have Corey Davis, uh, Kenny Galladay is right there as well, depending on his status. Michael Pittman, uh, all three of the Jacksonville wide receivers are in this range. Chenault, Chark, and Marvin Jones, they're all wide receiver four flex options. Devontae Parker as well this week. Remember, Will Fuller is not going to play this week. He's suspended, but he'll be back next week. So you could get away with Parker this week. And also keep an eye on Sterling Shepard. He'll move up in my rankings if, if Galladay indicates that he's not going to play. Uh, and by the way, the last time, so I'll, I'll update those rankings throughout the week. And then the last time I update them is after we get the 1130 news on 1130 Eastern on Sunday mornings. So as I am uh, getting all that information, I'm also on the air. You can watch me on CBS Sports Network, that other pregame show. But as I'm getting that information, I update them uh, quickly. So everybody at uh, over at FTNFantasy.com has the most up-to-date info. That's what I'm here for. All right, let's go over to tight end. And I'd say if you have seven tight ends, you're kind of in, oh, I mean, six, maybe seven. Set and forget range. Ready? Travis Kelsey. Duh. <laughs> Do I need to say that? George Kittle, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, uh, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson. And I, I mean, uh, Hawkinson maybe has the hardest matchup of all of them, but he's still going to see plenty of volume. So any of those six, you're good. The The seventh would be Logan Thomas. I think you're okay if you have Logan Thomas. Otherwise, we do have some problems. And get this, I'm going to go from eight. Tight end eight for me this week is Dallas Goddard. And I'm going to go down to tight end 24. Ready? Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, Robert Tunyon, Tyler Higby, Jonu Smith, Mike Gusecki, Austin Hooper, Rob Gronkowski, Hunter Hendry, Gerald Everett, Anthony Ferkser, Zach Ertz, Jared Cook, Eric Ebron, Cole Komet, Tyler Conklin, Blake Jarwin. There is literally almost no difference between those guys. I mean, yes, I did rank them in this order because it's the order I prefer them, but all of these guys are basically set up for three catches for 32 yards. And if they score a touchdown, they're going to look good for fantasy. And if they don't, they're going to look bad for fantasy. But there is actually no difference. It's the luck of the draw as to who gets in the end zone. Now, uh, if I drafted Dallas Goddard, I'm starting Dallas Goddard. If I drafted Noah Fan, I'm starting Noah Fan or Tunyon or Higby or Janu. Or Gusecki, or Gronk, or whatever. But if I didn't draft a, a tight end that I think is startable, like say I drafted Jared Cook and Austin Hooper is out there, I would drop Jared Cook for Austin Hooper. Because Jared Cook isn't going to be a league winner. And Austin Hooper's not going to be either, but I actually dig him this week. You know, if I, Or if I had you know Cole Komet or something like that. If I had Zach Ertz. Heck, I think Hunter Henry is half interesting. And and I probably wouldn't. I'm, I have him ranked at 16, so I wouldn't necessarily start him. But I think he's worth picking up and stashing and seeing what you have. I mean, that's really just what we have to do. That's provided you have enough bench spots to do so. But that's what we have to do at this point of the year at this position of frustration. All right, so there you go. Week 1 rankings. All set up for you. Tomorrow, TNF. I'll talk a little Thursday Night Football, but really we'll dive into wide receiver cornerback matchups for you. And a couple player prop recommendations for TNF. At Jeff Radcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Radcliffe on Instagram, ftnfantasy.com. That's the website. Go check it out. I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Radcliffe, and I'm out.